Welcome to Prickly and Blooming, hosted by Jesse Browning and brought to you by LaJoy Society. At age 35, Jessie theoretically adored her life. She was a mama to four children and owned multiple businesses with her husband. But without an ability to cope or care for herself, an isolating darkness crept in. Through reckless self-care, therapy, and lots of candor, Jessie found her joy again. She has created LaJoy Society to embolden others to do the same. Each week, we will meet a woman who has an authentic story to share. Undoubtedly, Jessie will be sharing her big heart, unusual life, and countless theories with you along the way. Now, here's Jessie. Hello, everyone. It's Wednesday, and I have a wonderful guest here with me named Jenny. Hello, Jenny. Hi. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. How are you? We're we're so happy that you're here, and I love that um, you were able to call in and be with us and get your technical support. Yes, <laughs> and get connected and headphones and all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all it's a new new realm. So, what would you like to? Um, I call it the baseball card stats. Like, what's on the back of your card uh, that you want to share with um, listeners today? Well. Like. That's an interesting question. So I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I live on a 1200 acre organic farm out in the wilds of West Texas. I'm definitely a liberal living in uncharted territory. I'm the mother of one grown daughter who's actually who's pregnant. Um, so that's a new thing that's going to happen for me. And I'm a stepmother to two boys. One is nine and one is 13. Um, my husband and I have a business that we had our cotton or organic cotton spun into denim. And we're currently in the process. We've started to, we've started a little cottage industry with local Mennonite women who are sewing our goods, um, out of denim because denim is, you know, such a part of American history. So we thought what better thing to do with our cotton. Um, and then we're going to have a line of clothing that comes out in the fall but now with corona we don't really know um but that's you know like what it was projected to be so we'll see um other than that uh i guess that's about it middle age oh my gosh i love it diving through the waters of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love it yeah it's so exciting um i can't wait to visit your farm when uh, we're off uh, quarantine time. Um, yes. I just find that so exciting in the um, organic cotton. Um, what, do you know um, when you started like the denim project? Well, the denim project, this is so funny. It was five years ago. Uh, and we very naively, you know, it was like an evening where we had too much wine and we both like, you know, my husband is a singer songwriter and I play the harmonica a little bit. So we're like in there in our own jam session Um, and we came up with this idea and we very naively thought this will be no problem up and running next year. (laughs) Well, in the midst of all this, we've had a couple major life things happen. One was our farmhouse burnt down to the ground. Um, so that was a big stumble, (laughs) but we actually, five years ago, we drove our cotton, drove our cotton bales all the way out to North Carolina and kind of documented the journey and then took them to North Carolina state university where they spun and wove them into denim. And, um, that was really interesting for us. We learned a lot about, you know, fabric, um, and weaving, and we knew a lot about farming, but very little to do with what actually happens to our cotton beyond, you know, once you have it ginned and sent off. So we had a lot to learn in the middle of all this, our house burnt down, had to rebuild that. And we had a couple other projects going on. And so um, we've only been really up and running um, with the website since December. So it's been a process. We've learned a lot about ourselves through the whole thing, a lot about the industry and um, a lot about being a small business owner, as you know. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, so, yeah, that's Tricky. so cool. I, I hope <laughs> yeah, you. yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> multifaceted. Yes, yeah, really. So I, I know from our previous conversation that there's this wonderful uh, focus you have for us today um, about being a stepmother, and I'm so excited that we get to get into this topic because I know um, I know a lot of stepmothers. I know a lot of single moms. So was there a moment 
that, you know, in your um, career as a stepmom, that was kind of the defining moment for you. <laughs> kind of like the the worst of the worst, oh. the dark the dark time. <laughs> There's been so many, but uh, you know, and I <laughs> love that we're talking about step parenting because. There's just not enough step-parent love. It's it's very different than parenting. And when I jumped into it, I thought it was just like parenting, and it's not. Um, but yeah, there was a defining moment, and it happened fairly recently. And I think what happens is the oldest... Now, I've been in the picture for seven years. So the smallest one was two, and the oldest one was six. So the youngest one doesn't have a memory without me in it. So that helps. But the older one does. Um, and he's just transitioned to a teenager. Um, and so the relationship changed. What happened recently is my husband and I kept getting embroiled in these arguments over this, the older child. Um, and it kind of came to head. It came to head so much so. He yelled at me in front of them. And I just said, that's it. I throw down you know, everything that I know about the subject. I cannot do this anymore. And I reached out for a therapist. Um, I happened to find a really, really good one. And now, of course, we're doing it um, remotely. But I've learned, I learned so much about it. But I'm telling you, it was a deep, dark moment where we, I actually thought, um, I don't know if this marriage can survive this. This is tough. This is really tough. And I hate to even say that out loud because I'm so in love with my husband and our life and, and all that goes along with it. But I think we both thought that. Yeah. And um, as much mm -hmm. as I yeah, know about no. yoga, meditation, health, wellness, nothing is working. Nothing. Not, 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 not at all. Yeah. So that was that the dark is so moment. fascinating to me. I love, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Like, I, I love that, that you've recognized like all the work that you've done, like with, with yoga and the mindfulness, because I know you're on the same, you know, kind of, you know, path that I am of like, right, self-awareness and meditation and all this. And it's so funny that even then we think we, like we've done all this work when stuff can come up and still get us. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's know? like the, it's like the shadow self. It still comes up. And I thought you could meditate anything away. And I, I'm telling you, like, I have spent nine hours in meditation a lot. I'm like, I'm a heavy duty one and it, you can't. I found for me, I couldn't, I could not meditate it, yoga, run it, anything away. So, mm -hmm. so what, so what got, now we like, I like to go like that. That was like the, the turning point. What got yeah. you to that turning point? What was it like leading up to that? You know, what was the seven years, you know, or six years leading up to that? That's a really good thoughtful question. Yeah. So when I first came on board with this, I had been a very young single mom to my now grown daughter. And one of the things that I was really cognizant of in raising her was like, I didn't want to be with somebody that did not treat her as their own in my mind, you know, and I thought she doesn't deserve this. It's not her fault. I can't deal with this. And I, you know, I didn't always make the best choices with that, but I learned a lot, you know, like they aren't going to treat her like their own because she's not their own. Um, but I came into this relationship like my husband is not just my husband or my partner. He comes with these two individuals. So it's a package. And I'm going to do this. I'm just going to dive right in. I'm going to give it my best shot. I'm going to embrace their mother because she's part of them. I'm going to... Um, work toward, you know, treating them just as if they were my own. And that ends up, it was very naive. And uh, I had good intentions. Um, I had the best of intentions. And I did a lot of really good things with them. But the truth of the matter is what I've, it, it, I was naive. It just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way with the step parent. Um, so leading up to it, there were great highs and great lows. It, there was a time period where their mother went through a pretty heavy depression, I think. And I, we have them half and half. We have them half the time. And their dad was working a lot on the farm. So a lot of, I, a lot of the parenting things kind of fell into my lap. Um, basic things like setting up dentist appointments, setting up doctor's appointments, those kinds of things. And I do a really good job with that. So I just kind of took it and ran with it. 
And what ended up happening was there was a ton of resistance, especially with the older child, ton of resistance toward me and their dad will, he would, he will take their side over me first and foremost, any given moment. And he can't help himself. You know, it's like, he just can't help himself. And that's, that's tough. That's really tough. And I'm not so sure it leads Mm -hmm. to healthy families, but that's, that was, that was our experience. So that's what led up to, there was this final pivotal moment where I just like threw in the towel and I said, I, I, I cannot do this. I need help. And that was my bottom. Mm-hmm. That's the, that any like sort of topic, that is the moment that, you know, has been the defining you know thread of this, this show, you know, is, is it's just like the, you know, the bottom um, and it's, it's the bottom is the same, no matter what, like drugs, drinking, alcohol, you know, whatever, they're all, you know, we all get to this point where we surrender to it, you know, and it's, I yeah. love that we're bringing, you know, being a step parent into, the, into this lexicon of, yeah. of, you know, things to grow and learn from. So let me ask, cause you said something. Sure. Um, and I wrote it down, treat them, treat them as if they're your own or treat them as my own. That I think is absolutely, and correct me if I'm wrong, the um, slogan for step parenting. Yep. But I think it's a setup. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a yes. setup for f- lots of failure, lots of disappointment. And I cannot believe if you'd asked me this three years ago, I would have denied this to the hilt. But I cannot believe I'm saying that. But I think it's a setup. I think it's a setup for them, for your partner, your husband, your wife. And yourself. Yeah. I don't think it works. So why do you think it's a setup? Right. Is it because that's not true? They're Yes. Well, no, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Because you can adopt a child mm-hmm. and the true. you can mm-hmm. you can take them on as your own and then you can develop that bond and it can work. And they are your own. This is different. Right. They still have two, you know, if there's two very active parents. Now, if you're the if you're the stepmother that becomes the mother, that's a whole nother story. But there's two active parents. You are they are not your own. They are theirs. First and foremost, they're theirs. That's what I've learned. Yeah. So I so treat them with the ultimate love and respect that all children need. Yes. And deserve. Yes, absolutely. But there is a difference. And, and I don't think that's yes. talked about. Yeah, there's a difference. So oh. there's a difference between my so daughter how did you... and them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. There undoubtedly yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, I love this little, it's, it's, you know, how words mean so much. So how did you, you go from that moment of, of darkness, knowing, you know, that there had to be a different way. So you said, well, I didn't. Yeah. It was my therapist and I happened to get a really, really good one who was well-schooled in the subject and studied with people that were really, really well-schooled on the subject. And what he said is what I needed to do was to take the stance of more of an aunt than a mother. And I was shocked by that. I was actually put off by it and kind of like, what? That's ridiculous initially. And within one session, I realized what a gift he had just given me. It took so like, to me, I was like, okay, basically my role can be anyone want a cookie? You guys want to go hang out and do some fun? You want to play a board game? Like so much relief came along with it, you know, like ants are great and they can be so much fun and they don't have, they can be confidants. They don't have to have all the parental responsibility. And in all fairness to their mother, I had taken on a role that wasn't mine and it, it wasn't fair to her. And in looking back, what was your relationship? Well, my relationship with her is good. It's, it's actually really good. I mean, like we've had to work through a few issues. Um, I, we've had to navigate some waters 
but we've both stayed open to communication. And I think what I did really well in this situation was know that she was such an integral part of them that in order to fully love them, I had to love her in the best way possible with boundaries, with considerations and those kinds of things. So what I've done with her is I've always kept my home open. You're welcome here anytime. Don't ever feel like you can't come over, can't call, you know, and I knew that from have having been a single mother. So that helped. Um, so to include her as much mm -hmm. as possible. Um, our personalities are really different. I'm an extreme extrovert. She's a complete introvert. So like when we're at ball games, you know, watching the kids, she sits by me 100% of the time. And I jokingly now refer to her as my sister wife, you know, like, because I, oh, yeah, I mean, like she kind of uses me as, as a way to talk to people in the community and I naturally want to know her a little bit more to get to know these kids. If are they with you like a week at a time? They're with us a week like, at a time. A week and then they're with her a week. Yeah, okay. they're with they're with that her seems a week to at be... a time. Yeah, and a week with us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a week, week. That seems to be I've I've heard of a lot of that lately, kind of um instead of switching kids so often, but like get a good amount of time in. That seems yeah. to be the new normal. Yeah, it's it works because oh, you get a groove. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm mm hmm After three or four days. Yeah, not thrown back into, you know, another home. Yeah. So what, you know, what, it, it, it like you, you had your first session with your therapist and yes. it, it sounded like you, you got it. He was like, take on the aunt, you know, role. Yeah. How did that, like, how long did it take you to feel the difference, you know, of, of like, well, you got it in, in the session, but then was there like a, a lag of like, but, but, but you know, and did, did you find yourself doing things and being like, wait a second, I'm going to roll that back. Oh, oh, constantly. I made more mistakes <laughs> in this situation. Uh, yes, I made so many mistakes. One of the big things about being a step parent is you do so much work. You feel very, I, I feel very not seen, not seen, not heard. Um, one of the things the kids have like very little interest in my family lineage. They have very little interest in like what I think, what I do, what I feel, but they have a lot of in, um, interest in what their mom does, what her family's like. And you, you're like pouring, you're doing much more work sometimes even than a parent because the parent is accepted no matter what they do. Step parent, not so much. They, they have to be held to, a, you know, a higher standard. So you're doing all this work, you're not seen, you're not heard, you feel that way and not respected a lot of times. And you're played against, like, you know, the children play against you because they know their dad is going to be on their side. So they love to create arguments and situations <laughs> where you're ostracized, you know? So it's lovely. It's so much fun. Everybody right. do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay, so do after... <laughs> I'm painting such a beautiful picture. Like, run, run. No, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, there's gifts in it. There's major gifts or I wouldn't be doing it. But so it was a windy, it's been a windy path. And I will be figuring this out for the rest of my life. But it's a windy, windy road. And I have, you know, I have a, a story because I like to tell stories, but I have a story that was a huge moment for me. Um, when you're ready to hear it, I'll, I'll tell you where I really changed. In the beginning, I took on the ant role as kind of a FU situation, like, fine, you don't want me. <laughs> I mean, this is another mistake. You don't want me to be involved as much? Do everything on your own and let's see how it works out for you guys. You know, like, need help with your homework? Go ask your dad. You need, you know, go ask your dad. And that was, that was like, not super adult on my part um, and not great, but I felt like <laughs> angry. <laughs> right. And right. Yeah, yeah. And then I kind of embraced like anybody want a cookie, you know? So, and I've gone back and forth with it. Yeah. I have very different values than their mother and, and they're just different, you know? So very different. So I am really. So what's that moment that, Okay. Well, I'll tell you. 
So what ended up happening okay. is I, in therapy, I've been like, how do I navigate this? Oh, how am I going to be seen? How do I? And Jake, my therapist keeps saying, be more like an aunt, be softer, kinder, gentler, step back more often, let dad take on all the, those big roles. You step back, step back, step back, and step back. So I'm stepping back more and more and more, which is really kind of uncomfortable for me. And I'm, I'm trying to see a connection. I'm all about connection. I don't do well in situations with people I don't connect with. So I'm all about connection. How am I going to connect with these kids in this new role? How am I going to see myself in them? And how am I going to see them in me, you know? So what ended up happening is I'm being really quiet these days, not saying very much. And um, we had a situation where we have a pasture of cows. This is a 1200 acre farm of this pasture of cows. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing with farm animals at all, but I do notice that this one cow is struggling one day. My husband, I mentioned it to him and he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll check on it in the next day. So two days later, I check and she's still struggling. I mentioned it to my husband. He goes out in the pasture with the farmhand, Manuel, and they're out there standing there looking very serious. I went out and I said, what's going on? And he said, she's trying to give birth. And I went, oh, I knew something was going on. He said, yeah, you guys just steer clear because there is a bull out in the pasture. So it's, kind of, it's a dangerous situation. So I'm very bored because, you know, the pandemic has hit and we're just all sitting around um, more bored than usual on this big farm. And his dad, their dad goes <laughs> off to work. Kids and I are there and I'm sitting there and I'm like, Donovan, who's the youngest one, let's go. Let's go check on this cow. And he's like, oh, I don't really want to. I'm in the middle of this video game. Come on, you're coming with me. So we go out to the pasture and I really see that this, this cow is struggling and she's laboring. And I said, you stand here, don't leave this pen. So I went out, long story short, we, I could not get her into the pen so that we could help her. And they're not super tame and they can hurt you. So I said, look, get in the car. And he's like, what do you mean get in the car? So I get in our, the family car. It's not a farm truck, it's the family SUV. And I get the older one out there and I said, Wyatt, you open the fence. And he's like, this does not seem like a good idea. And I said, no, no, we're going to do something. So he opens the fence and I said, make sure to close the gate. We get out there and Donovan, the nine-year-old is having the time of his life because I am basically doing wheelie, you know, like donuts in the pasture, corralling the bull and the other cows to the, all the way to the other side. We're stopping and starting. And he just thinks this is the best moment of my life. Like, we could not be having more fun. He's got kids bop on, you know, like we're just having so much fun. I look over and I see that his dad driving by on the road and he stops. And I'm like, uh oh, game's about to be over. He's about to come down. Tell me to get out of there. And you don't know what you're doing. He goes on to the barn, which is a mile down the road. Well, shockingly. So finally, we get all the, we get the bull and the other cows way like, acres and acres away we get back to her and i'm trying to rope her with a rope that's totally inappropriate and he he comes out into the pasture he's like what are you doing i said i don't know i just know we need to do something she's in stress she's in trouble we've got to do something and so what he says to me was okay and he looks at me like my gosh look what she's got me into again like really i've got so much to do and here i am stuck you know so he comes out gets the truck out he ropes her and she's, she's pissed, but she is, there's only hooves, you know, protruding from her and she's in distress and you can see it. So he, he ropes her. We finally got her down and I've got my yellow kitchen gloves, you know, the kind that come all the way up to your elbows. I knew I was going to need them yellow with like the little pattern on the top, yes. like from the 1950s. Yes. And I and Eric gets out. Yes. He's got some gloves, and he's like, "Okay, what are we going to do?" And I come out with my yellow kitchen gloves. Tell the nine-year-old stay in the car. Don't get out. And he's like looking. Kids, Bob is blaring, watching this whole thing. And I got down there, and Eric is pulling. I eventually reach inside of her up to my wrists, and I'm turning this calf. And they're looking at me like, "Oh my gosh." 
what ended up happening was Manuel's holding the the tail. Eric is like listening to my direction. He's pulling when she's pushing. I'm knee, you know, like uh, like wrist deep inside of her, turning this calf, pulling and pulling, pulling. And the kid, the 13 year old, walks out in the middle of all of this in the pasture. He looks at me, interrupts this whole scene, and goes, "Jenny, I just got stung by a scorpion." And I looked over at him and I said, it's okay. I've been stung four times. They're stinging scorpions. You'll be fine. It'll hurt like crap. Um, hand me a knife, Eric. And Eric hands me the knife. Wyatt, the older one, is standing there. And I reached down and I said, I've got a cutter. She's going to die. This calf is probably all stillborn. And they're like pulling her open. And I, it's not easy. And I have to give her a little episiotomy. And the kids are watching, the 13-year-old is standing there and I keep handing him the knife and I, and I would need to cut a little bit more and I'd say, give me the knife and he'd hand it back to me, so on and so forth. This went on for an hour and a half. We were so exhausted and we finally birthed this calf and it was stillborn. And it was really sad. Um, and then the afterbirth came out and she immediately stood up and did what mamas do and she started to lick the calf and she started to, you know, go after the afterbirth. And we all kind of stood there like, I can't believe we just did this big thing, but she was fine. Um, later, you know, we kind of like were stunned. And it was a, you know, it was like a letdown moment. I'm getting to where, what this has to do with step parenting. It was a big moment for me. We get, you know, everybody kind of gets in, nobody's talking. We get to the house, we kind of all go, you know, I go bathe and then I go and I make supper, which is what I do. And we sit down to eat and nobody talks about it. My husband hasn't said, you did such a good job and I'm looking for it. But my new quiet space, I'm not asking for it. I'm not asking for it the, from them. I'm not trying to engage them in the conversation about it. I'm just letting it go. We all went to bed that evening. We woke up the next day and I called my dad. I was like, dad, I've got this great story to tell you. And he stops me at the end of the story and said, Jenny, do you realize what you just did? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, first of all, your grandmother had these skills. I don't know how you got them. She used to do surgery on chickens. Somehow you know what to do. But here's the thing. Do you realize that those stepkids are going to be wearing their own grandchildren out on this story about you? Do you realize what you just did in front of them? Do you have any idea what they're going to think about you? There you are in your hunter boots and your yoga pants and your yellow kitchen gloves birthing this calf. And your oldest stepson didn't go to his dad when the scorpion stung him. He came to you. And I'm like, I didn't think of it that, dad. I never thought of that. And he said, you don't have to say or do anything, Jenny. You don't have to say or do anything. You just have to be yourself and they will see you eventually. And so like, I mean, it was, it's so emotional for me because I realized the gift is just be you. And you, you don't have to get them roped up on your side. You don't have to have, you know, see yourself in them. They will see you just mm -hmm. keep being yourself. And it was like the gift in that situation was huge. And that is when I really turned and went, oh my gosh, you're right. Like just being me is enough. Right. And just being loving to them mm -hmm. and being there and being supportive is enough. That's all you have to do. So that's my big story. <laughs> sorry, it was so wow, long. Wow, that's... No, no, sorry. That was so great and so <laughs> worth it. And oh my God, the kitchen gloves and the details of the hunter boots and your yoga pants. It's perfection. Well, I, to, I love it. And like in the you, midst. Yeah, the hunter boots were to, in case I ran across a rattlesnake. That was the next thing. That was the thing mm -hmm. I left out. I'm deathly afraid of rattlesnakes, but there could have been one. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. It was a big deal. And he was fine with the scorpion bite. <laughs> yeah, he was fine. He was fine with scorpion bite. It's just, they're just stinging scorpions. It hurts like a hornet, but you know, it's part of living in West Texas. So anyway. Oh my God. What a, a wonderful, like what a wonderful encapsulation of like another turning point of like, it went from like theory to action. Right. And then 
it was like the, your dad is the one who was like this is this is the way this is how it's going to be and this and like he was able to articulate like what you started with your therapist that day exactly yeah yeah my therapist keeps telling me this notion that like i've been i i'm an eagle that was raised by chickens and not no offense to my parents but i thought i've been thinking i was a chicken my entire life and doing chicken things and i need to learn these eagle skills and i'm just like what and i'm looking back like oh that was an, that was an eagle moment that was an eagle moment you know that was that an was eagle a, that yeah. was an eagle moment mm-hmm. yeah that yeah. was totally an eagle moment. Oh my god, now that's a new thing. All right, I'm writing that down right now. Eagle moment. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yep. Seriously. I, this woman I that thought she stuff. was a chicken. Um, yeah. Yeah. She found her yeah. her eagle wings. Yeah. yeah. That is the perfect uh, uh, metaphor for uh, making ourselves small. Very true. Very true. And I was making myself small in my relationship to them by thinking that I had to throw myself at them all of the time and that they needed to see me. Mm-hmm. And really the big way to be an mm-hmm. eagle in this situation is to step back and just be an eagle and nobody's not going to see you. And your efforts are not going to go unnoticed. You just are going to fly, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to do it effortlessly. Yeah. And that's what I kept forgetting. It's really yeah. difficult to be a chicken when you're an eagle really difficult it takes a lot of effort so this was this was this was a big deal yeah so i get to love them here's the gifts i get to love them with more integrity than i had before i get to be right more present in their life and i get to see what the relationship really should look like so that's the gift in it right how had things um changed with you and Eric like did did y'all uh like how did you guys navigate this and the change and and going from I'm assuming you had conversations after you know the the time where you were like this cannot be how it is anymore to you know the pasture scene what was it like for y'all in there you know um in the beginning there was a lot of not talking to each other um I'd like to tell you it just like went blip it was perfect, but that's not real. And that I think is what your podcast is about is like, how do we have more integrity with ourselves and relationship that's, mm-hmm. that's more real. And I, it, yep. it was a lot of not talking to each other and cold shoulder. We eventually, what, okay, what I witnessed and was beautiful. I witnessed Eric stepping more into the parental role I witnessed him stepping more into how to do this, you know, instead of relying on me for it and doing it his way rather than my way. Um, I have such strong mothering instincts. I don't want those to go away, but I don't want them to overpower his instincts and his ability to have relationships with them. And I was doing that. I was doing that on some level. And so Mm -hmm. we are, it's it, it's beautiful to watch that unfold with him and them. And it's beautiful to watch how, you know, they get to experience life together with me as kind of an aunt. You get to have an aunt in the household. There's a lot of fun, you know, mm-hmm. and is, is really daring at mm-hmm. times and very brave sometimes. So that's, for us, it's been an, un, it's been a, a new relationship. And there's more to, to more to unfold awesome. as we go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I, there's, there's, I have a feeling we have a similar, um, like, it's not personality. I wouldn't say that, but like, it may be a, uh, I can, I can do this really well. So I will do this, you know, like, and not realizing like, cause I, for years and years and years having all these little people, um, I think it was maybe two years ago when it got to the point where the children just were like rejecting my husband they were just like nope I want mama to do it 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 
um, you know, the, the little two were real vocal about it, you know, uh, especially the little one. She was getting pretty uh, aggressive in her messages towards my husband. And this is probably the same thing as you is like, it's easy for me to do. I can be a mom. It's actually harder for me to not do it and to let yep. him be the dad. Yep. Yeah. You know, I and felt like, the same way. Yeah. I wasn't doing in a, mm-hmm, I wasn't doing it in a controlling way. I wasn't ever like, he doesn't do it right. It doesn't do it like me. So he doesn't do it right. But it was just easier for me because I'd been at home with them. I'd had more experience with them, you know, like, I would work with them or I would take them to work with me. Like you just full on exposure as a mother. I'm the default parent, if you will. And it got to the point where it was like, I was the at fault parent or he's the at fault parent, you know, like, and, and we had to really like message to like, no, Papa can do this for you as well. Papa can do this for you. Like the kids will, we had a two story house, you know, they would walk from the, living room all the way around upstairs to find me in the bath to ask me for something they will have walked by him you know to be like i needed uh, another whatever apple or something and i was like okay uh uh-uh. you know this has to end and knowing that part of that though was me purposely like i think the same thing you said not doing that that's beautiful yeah not i think like the active yeah. I know where I know we belong to the same clan. I, I totally know it. I, I like I, <laughs> yes. I, I can yeah. I get it. And I was doing the exact same thing because I'm good at it. I'm good at organizing things. Mm-hmm. I'm good at being a mom. I'm like it comes so but he's good at being a dad, but he just does it differently. Mm-hmm. And um mm-hmm. I I was in some ways like building a wall there without intentionally doing it. I would have never intentionally do that ever, ever, ever. But was there, was there some of this um, also maybe, or was there some of, I've done this before? Yes. You had a grown child. Yes. I've Mm -hmm. done this before. I know how to do this and uh, trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. (laughs) And he was gone a lot. I mean, he was working really, really hard on this farm and providing and, you know, um, he was gone a lot. And I stepped into the role very naturally and I was really needed in the beginning. I mean, like I felt that, but as they get, get older, the relationships change and we have to change with it. You know, it's like water. You kind of have to mm-hmm. move differently through the landscape. Right. So, yeah. You, you had a reckoning of a difference between being, you know, stepmom with the little boys to grown a teenager. Yep. And then a tween. Yeah. And a, a, yeah. And a teenager boy, you know, his relationship with his dad is like, how do I be a man? So he really, he needs to have that right now, big time. So right. it's all, right. it's all yeah, good. It- yeah. It's all good, but we're wearing different clothes. Yeah. And the person that's changing yeah. the most in the midst of all of this is me. Um, And it's just what I needed to do. Oh, I especially, I love that. You- Whoever we all read that or, you know, the starts here and then it ripples out. Yep. Yep. It's annoying yeah. at times. Like somebody else do something. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Like, totally. Uh, <laughs> uh, Can I be somebody uh, else's ripple? But that's, yes, exactly. that's the eagle shit though, Jenny. <laughs> it is eagle shit. Gosh. Really? God. Damn it. It's so much easier it's to be eagle. a chicken. Yeah. Chickens just eat and like, you know, waddle around and lay an egg. This is tough to soar. Yeah. You're right. That's so great. Yeah. yeah. It's so great. Yeah. Oh, I love this metaphor. Ah, I love yeah. it so much. I know. And I know. this speaks to, you know, I've talked about it in a couple episodes about, um, trying to be seen by other people just doesn't work you know it doesn't it's that it's got to be a mirror <laughs> just who yeah. knew uh, i think ah. we get uh, i think we get, we get tricked into it because the word is right is right. seen so you yes. I need to be seen not realizing i need to see you know uh. <laughs> more eagle behavior more eagle behavior. So it. annoying. So annoying. So annoying. So annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So true, though. 
Yeah, I need to see. That's beautiful. I'm going to write that down. That's going in my journal. Yeah. When I do my journal, mm-hmm. I love the way you navigate through journals. Yes. Maybe I'll get to it today. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I I just answered. We have this um, game thing that we do with our family. It's called Jackbox. You know, like yeah. you can do it. We all have like our, our iPads and you can play it as a family off the, like the television. You, you know, go to the website. Do you play these games ever? No, but we will be. Yeah. Sounds like so much fun. Oh my God. Yeah. And so they're, yeah, they're so fun. And there is uh, a hot tip. There's a uh, adult or like turn off the mature content. <laughs> Yay. Okay, great. We've forgotten Thank to you. do that a couple. Yeah. yeah we've for- <laughs> forgotten to do that a couple times. We're like, oh, oh, this isn't. A- oh, d- did we? Uh, okay, let's yeah. go change that. <laughs> we'll explain But later. one of the questions yeah, is like guessing. Yeah. 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 I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, no, you shouldn't know. No what idea. Because, yeah. Dirty yeah. Sanchez. Never One heard of, of the it. Never heard of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah totally. Just, it's like I this. don't know. We'll have to look that up later. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the questions I got when we played on Friday was about how much of the world's population do you think journals and I guess like 20 30 percent or something and it's four oh my <laughs> gosh overshooting everybody's journaling I was like no because yeah. I, yeah. like, oh, I think probably 30 percent of the people I know journal yeah but that leads me to another question I always ask which is so great what are the tools that you use you know you journaling yoga like what what are the things you use to you know be who you yeah. are and you know create your yeah. mindfulness that's an excellent question because um you know I've been a yogi and I've been a yoga teacher for probably you know last 10 years I've been a yogi for double that and uh you know I hate to think of the person that I would be without the practice and although I by nature am an undisciplined person like somebody asked me are you a disciplined person because I appear to be that I'm not by nature. I really kind of go with my emotions. I go with what I feel for the day. It's given me an enormous sense of, of discipline. You know, so I rely heavily, heavily. I mean, I love yoga, but I, I really rely heavily on meditation. But beyond meditation, my biggest tool is breath. So my biggest tool is like how the breath moves through the body, how it affects the brain, how it affects the mind, how to still myself and center myself. Because when I'm in neutrality, I make really good decisions. I'm really intuitive. I'm really able to see things for what they are. And the best way for me to do that is to learn to breathe properly. That's my tool. That's my number one thing. Number one thing. Yoga really helps. I mean, it helps me to be more present in my body because I can disassociate if I'm uncomfortable in a situation. So being in my body means just that, like, don't, don't leave, lean in, be here. That's my tool. Right. And therapy. I consider that a tool. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Eagle, Eagle stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. More. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I like want to check out a therapy every week. I think, how can I like make an excuse to cancel this appointment? Um, but I don't, I keep showing up. So therapy is a great tool because yoga meditation didn't hit everything. Yeah. And my therapist right. is right. Yogi. And I think that's, what's interesting is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. So he gets it. Mm-hmm. I love that we started off with that kind of like, um, all these things that we're doing, you know, yoga and meditation and mindfulness and blah, 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 blah. And then we're still like, what the fuck is I'm doing this work? Why <laughs> am I still eating Cheetos? Yes. Like, Laying in bed watching like, Netflix. I can't yeah. stop. Outlander. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Because yeah. even, yeah. 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 There's not like a, a, it's, it's, it's a destination. It's constantly like this, this work, we call it self-improvement. I hate that term, but like, just how about like on a path to self-awareness is just constantly work. It's never like, I think when we always think like, ah, all right, I got it. <clears throat> got yep, this unlocked. Coast. And then something yeah. like March of this year happened. Yeah. Yeah. Coast. I can coast. And like, I thought, yeah. 
<laughs> and it never works that way. Just everyone listening, by the way, if you think you're going to like, oh, after a year of therapy or whatever, like I'll have it all figured out, you know, it doesn't yeah. fucking work like that. I know Good so luck. many people are like, well, you know, I, if you want to be a I chicken, had this, uh, yeah, it might. But if you want to be an eagle. Yes. Yes. Yeah, my, it's not. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot to get the Eagle Scout badge. Absolutely. So much work. So yeah. um, as we're, yes, so much work. <laughs> yeah. As we're, uh, we're kind of wrapping up here. I'd love to hear where people um, could connect with you. Like if someone wants to send you, you know, a direct message on Instagram or whatever, it'd be like, whoa, what is your therapist name? <laughs> you know, <laughs> is it pro at being a stepmom? Right. Um, yeah. Where Please can help. people find? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Please well, help. Yeah. you can. Where can, can people reach, find you? Yeah, you can reach me on Instagram in two locations. And one is all red and it's just like it sounds, A-L-L-R-E-D, farms. Um, or I've just started up my yogi um, platform again on Instagram. So it's yogi on the farm, um, Y-O-G-I on the farm. Um, and you can send me a message through either either of those places either of those platforms. And I'd be more than happy to talk to people about this um, because I have a lot of experience. So yeah, love to. Oh, I love that. That's great. Thank you for, for putting that out there. Um, yeah. If anybody is like stuck in this, you know, step. Oh, that's the one to say now. Okay. Cause I wrote down the, the, the old slogan would be treat them as my own. Yeah. Do you have a new slogan now? Let's hear it. <laughs> um yeah well the new slogan is I mean I'm gonna go off of what you what you said I think that rather than to be seen to see um so see them and seeing them is a really big picture so treat them not as if they're your own but treat them as if they belong to this bigger entity as if they belong to the universe or God or whatever it is that you want to say, um, treat them in that way, treat them with the most respect, the divine respect that they deserve and the rest will, will happen and do that with as much grace as possible, which won't be possible all the time. Yeah. And just mm -hmm. like be the Eagle or be the aunt, be the auntie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be the auntie. <laughs> be the aunt Eagle. The Auntie Eagle. Gosh, that seems like so much fun. You get to wear the crazy outfits, show up in the unicorn hat, you know, like, hey, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Forget it. Let's yeah, make cookies. Yeah. Let's, you want a cookie? <laughs> and burst cows. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that was a long answer to your, your question. But. You got to, you know, all slogans have to be workshopped and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So I think like rather than, okay, so if I'm thinking it through, it's rather than treat them as if they're your own, see them for who they are. Mm. Yeah. See them for who they are. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like yeah. That. New step-parent slogan. Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you so much for yeah, coming to this recording session. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I love everything that you're story. doing. Yeah. I love your own authenticity and I Thank love, you. um, you know, what you have going on. So I'm, I'm like just really grateful to be on the show. Thank you. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much. And I'll remind everyone, which I forgot to last week, that if you want to connect with me, I'm on social medias and everything is at LaJoy Society, which is L-A-J-O-I-E society s-o-c-i-e-t-y um so that's on instagram and facebook and oh and i forgot to mention last week that i have merchandise <laughs> i don't have my hat on i've been wearing it ever since i got it there's merchandise on my website now um there's free shipping on hats and shirts and um we'll i'll see you all next week everything up to this point has led me here and there's nowhere i'd sense
Choices made, cards left on table. 